Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Growing Social Now. And I'm so excited today. My guest is Marty M. Bonke. And for over 30 years, Marty has been using his superpower to grow dozens of companies to revenues totaling well over a billion dollars. What is Marty's superpower? It's the ability to create money out of thin air in almost any business, whether executing innovative marketing campaigns, uncovering hidden revenue streams, or making strategic investments and growth through acquisitions, Marty's passion is growing businesses just like yours. A pioneer in social media marketing, Marty started marketing on Twitter and Facebook from the very beginning of their existence, and he was member number 50,011 on LinkedIn, which now has 740 million users. Marty knows growth and he knows social. He's an in-demand speaker, marketer, and business investor, and I'm so excited to have Marty on as my guest today to share his knowledge about growing social now. Welcome, Marty. Thank you, Barbara. Lots of energy and enthusiasm in that introduction. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I mean, I'm excited because we've known each other for a while, and that's one of the threads of the show is I'm interviewing people that I've known for years in many cases, and in yours, it's, gosh, I guess 15 years going back to 2006. And uh, I've just been an admirer for a long time, and I've watched you say everything you say you can do in your bio. So uh, it's really exciting. I mean, what can you remember about our history together? Yeah, I guess I guess I couldn't make up something in my bio because you'd be like, uh, I don't remember that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Uh, so I remember my earliest memory is, um, I believe, uh, in San Francisco, and I hosted a private dinner. And I invited 12 people and, um, and I, I told those 12 people they could bring one other person mm-hmm. and you, I invited you and mm-hmm. it, was in a, it was in a private dining room in the Marriott Hotel in San Francisco and you brought Tara, if I'm not mistaken. I did. And I was so honored. I felt like I'd been, you know, anointed to some super secret private success club. And it was an <laughs> idol, always remember. So that's a great tip for anybody who is looking to network on a higher level is to have a private dinner like Marty did. Very Oh exciting. my gosh. That's a, that's a great point, Barbara, because uh, from that private dinner, of course, there were, there were 25 people in the room, which was the maximum yeah. capacity of the, of the room. It was a private room. And um, of, of the 25 people that were in that room, I went on to do business with or have, have um, you know, really solid business relationships with probably half of them, which wow. and, and continue to work with them. And of course, you know, you and I are talking now 15 years later, Tara Reed and I went on to, to uh, actually create a TV show pilot. Um, <laughs> that, yeah, that, that didn't, it didn't happen. We were a little ahead of our time. It was essentially a show kind of like the profit or, or shark tank. And we were ahead yeah. of our time. Uh, it was a great show though. Um, I met, um, Gail Doby who actually, I just was on her podcast and, um, in, and she, she was there. Um, I met, uh, Jay Aaron. Um, I'm just, it was just, it was just amazing. So, yeah, let's talk about social. So when we think mm-hmm. about social today, we think about online social mm-hmm. and you know, obviously LinkedIn and Facebook and Snapchat and TikTok. Um, we're just coming out of, you know, a year and a half of really isolation for, for many people. And there's a power in face-to-face social. 
And so I think that that, that really shows, like if that would have been a, um, a 25 person Zoom call, would, would any of that have happened? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've all got kind of Zoom fatigue. We all kind of, you know, the, the world's kind of coming back. And so I, I would, I would, I guess my first, yeah, follow up on your, on your tip is just like, get out there and meet people again. And, and dare I say it, you know, shake hands and, and mm -hmm. have a meal together. Bring your sanitizer if you want. Mm -hmm. um, it's been very interesting for me the last couple of months is, is more and more people have um, gone up and just shake my, you know, shake my hand. I'm just, it's like a little jarring the first couple of times because it's been over a year since I've you know, literally shook anybody's hand, but right. um, you know, but, but you know, it's, man, we need that physical contact. We need that proximity. We need to share that same wavelength and, and breaking bread with somebody is so powerful. So, so I guess the first thing I, I talked about with, you know, getting social is get social face to face and use every mm -hmm. opportunity you can to do that. Wasn't yeah. even planning on talking about that. Yeah, I so agree. When we moved uh, two years ago from Chicago to Charlotte, the first thing I did was go to every event I could to meet people because I just felt like I have to see who these people are. It's one thing to look for the hashtag Charlotte on LinkedIn and, and connect with them, but really seeing them face to face made a difference. And I'm really yeah. excited that the National Speakers Association Carolinas chapter is having their first in-person event in a couple of weeks. It's it's hybrid, you know, so you don't have yeah. to go yeah. you can do virtual, but I think we're all ready to jump back in. And for business, I guess, what would you say is, uh, how important is being social to business? And maybe I know in real life is, if we look at online, and I know you do a lot of uh, business acquisition, so is it important for a business to have a good social presence? Uh, absolutely, and and it's interesting. I see I see a lot of businesses who don't understand that, and I and that can be anything from a business that you would you would assume should know how to do this, an online mm -hmm. business or, or or you know more virtual business, but even a main street, even a main street business, you know, mm -hmm. people make their decisions based on reviews, mm -hmm. Facebook reviews and, and other types of social reviews. They make the decisions based on recommendations from friends. Um, and so I see a lot of kind of brick and mortar type businesses and, 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 and those types of business who, well, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be social because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm only looking for walking traffic. No, you do need to be social because I guarantee you, um, matter of fact, I'll, 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 I'll tell the story really quick. So uh, it was probably 2000 and boy, 2008 or 2009. And I had been asked to give a, a, a speech to a bunch of CEOs in Montana at a, at a retreat. And the CEO, uh, probably, I won't mention the brand, the, the CEO of a, a very well-known national brand, everybody listening to this call would know who it is. Um, and they had made the decision that they didn't want to play this social media game because it, you know, in his, in his mind, it was, you know, we don't, we don't know what people are going to say about us. We don't want to invite, you know, possible negative conversations, so on and so forth. And I went and I found dozens of places where even that brand didn't have a, a an official platform, but there were fan groups and user groups and other types of platforms where people were talking about that brand and brand had no idea and no way to control the narrative. Well, that was on a, on a national brand scale, but it's the same thing, whether you've got a coffee shop or a, or, you know, a uh, whether you're a plumber or whatever else, people are talking about your brand in a social environment, regardless of your business. And if they aren't, 
you're going to go out of business. And if they are, you need to be part of that conversation and directing it where you want it to go. So social is critical for every business, whether you think it is or not. Yeah, I would agree. And those are really important points. So um, what do you, you, I think you like LinkedIn, what social network do you like personally and professionally and why? Well, like is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> On a scale um, of, yeah. Well, so <laughs> I'll say this. So the, the, the most, the most impactful to my, to my wallet is Facebook. Okay. Uh, because you know, my businesses, most of my businesses use Facebook advertising heavily, Instagram mm -hmm. advertising, and that's the, the most efficient, you know, mass platform. I, I hate Facebook with every fiber of my being. I hate it as a person and I hate it as a, as a business. I mean, even as an advertiser, I mean, they're constantly messing around with the rules. They're constantly playing games and they're, you know, their algorithms, they tell you that their algorithms are set up to make you the most money. They're not, they're set up to make Facebook the most money. Um, and it's a daily battle to keep things running on Facebook. So, you know, do I like the money I make from Facebook? Absolutely. Do I like Facebook? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. um, I, I desperately hope for, you know, some great replacements. And so I'm always, I'm always trying to be on the cutting edge. I mean, I was on face advertising on Facebook from day one, Twitter from day one. We're now, you know, testing the waters very aggressively with, with TikTok and Snapchat and which are you know, really more up and coming. And, um, uh, so I don't like Facebook, but I love Facebook. If that makes sense. LinkedIn. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're to totally right. And I think all the social networks change their algorithms. There's no advance notice. So one thing I, I found some benefit in is being part of a group like Marie Smith's group on Facebook, because she's got a private group and it's open, but it's open to the public, but that's where you can learn from other practitioners because how else are you going to know what's happening unless if, you know, it happens to you and it's like, why did, you know, what do I do now? So. Yeah. Mari Smith has, has been out there from day one and she's really yeah. done a great job of, I mean, making herself the, the go-to expert for as long as I can remember. And she's definitely great, a great resource. So, that, you know, that's, that's, she's a great place to, to go for. If you're wanting to do it yourself or you, you need information, she's a great place to, to go. So, right. um, but on the other side, LinkedIn is, is, is one of my favorites. And as you mentioned, so I was member number 50,011 of LinkedIn. So that, I mean, I literally signed up within the first couple of weeks of it, of it coming live. And uh, the reason I know what number I am is because I got a, a wonderful email from the, the, the founder of LinkedIn years ago that just said, you know, thank you. It was when we hit, it was when it hit a hundred million. And he, you know, it was a, Hey, you know, we just hit a hundred million um, users and we want to thank you for being part of the, you know, getting this going. And, and just so you know, you were user number, you know, 50,011. Wow. I was like, Oh my gosh, that like, that was really early Incredible. on that one. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I really, my job is to find ways to monetize whatever new comes along for my clients and for my portfolio mm -hmm. businesses. So I, I keep an eye on what's, you know, what's working and what's not. We were just talking about clubhouse and, at the time of this recording, you know, um, uh, Clubhouse went from, you know, something like 38 million downloads in, I, I think, in March to like 5 million downloads in April and like 2 million downloads in May. So I like, it's like, and I didn't jump on Clubhouse. I watched what was going on there and I thought, I didn't feel like it was the next step. I think, I think something like that is going to be successful. But to me, Clubhouse was the MySpace of that genre of the, you know, the audio social genre. Like, MySpace mm -hmm. kind of got this all kind of rolling, 
but where's my space today? Well, I think whatever comes next or the next couple iterations, that will be the ones to really be on top of. So, yeah, yeah, I think social audio is is going places. We just don't know who's going to lead the parade in that that way. Yeah, uh, I did want to ask you. You have a big claim here. You can create money out of thin air, and I know we Marty and I have talked. I, I talked to Dr. Well and Dr. Pauline Wellen, and I said. I think we've had over 300 marketing therapy sessions together because we've been talking for probably 15 years every other week. So, uh, and I know I've heard all these stories about how you find businesses and a lot of what you're doing now is acquisition. So tell us, how do you create money out of thin air? How do you do that? So, part of it is that, part of it is just luck, right? Like, but you make your own luck by, by looking for stuff. So I'll give you, I'll give you one example. I was brought into an agency um, that was a, they were primarily a lead gen agency and um, they were, they were doing really, really well. They were doing about $60 million a year. And then they had a couple of things happen. One was a governmental regulation that shifted on them and a couple of things were just market conditions. And they had, they had dropped down to about $40 million a year. So they were, they were, you know, hurting quite a bit. Right. Um, they asked me to come in and basically do a turnaround and see what I could do to uh, fix their largest department and see what else I could do to, to, to turn things around. So I went in, I did a pretty major restructure on their largest department. We got things kind of cleaned up there, got the right people doing the right things and, and, and got that turned around. Um, but there was, because they were a lead gen company, they were, they were getting leads from, and they were kind of, it's kind of in the affiliate marketing space, which is a space I've played in for 20 years or more. Um, so the affiliates would submit these leads and, they, and then they would pre-qualify them with this qualification engine. They say, okay, we don't have any, um, any resources to place these leads. And so they'd reject, you know, kind of reject the leads. And then they would go and the, the affiliate didn't need them and, and, and it wasn't doing anything. And, and the, the agency didn't decline them. So they had no use or value anymore. And they literally were going into a virtual trash can. And oh, I wow. said, hang on a minute. Like, this is a valid lead uh -huh. of a person who is seeking certain types of information. Now, mm -hmm. just because the, the what they're seeking isn't what you sell doesn't mm -hmm. make this lead not valuable. And you're literally just deleting it and moving on. And they're, they're just kind of working on this volume basis. And I said, what if we, instead of deleting it, what if we take that lead and we create an algorithm that kind of revalidates it and we sell it to somebody else who can use it. And that way the affiliate gets paid and, they, and then somebody else, and we, we monetize it. And okay, so I worked with the IT guy and literally he and I in two hours, I'm not kidding you. I told him what I had. I, I made a couple of phone calls to some people who I knew would buy the leads Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, okay, here's the people who's going to, who are going to take them. Here's the thing. We built an algorithm and at the click of a button. And from that moment on, it was automated. We never touched it again. It was $340,000 a month. What? Pure profit, pure profit wow. off, of, off of data that was previously being thrown away. Wow. So wow. That, that's what I mean by creating money out of thin air. It's not a little money. Like I can find money mm -hmm. that businesses are just completely you know leaving behind and they shouldn't be 
And I'm, I'm, I've, I've told my kind of CBD honey story on a couple of other podcasts. I'm not going to tell that one near, but if anyone wants to hear it, you know, email me and I'll, I'll give you the link to hear it. But, um, you know, I, I, a company that wanted to be an investment of $60,000 and I actually found them a hundred thousand dollars through by, by just brokering a deal with some product mm-hmm. they were literally sitting in their warehouse and couldn't sell. So those are just a couple of quick examples, but every business has, inventory that they don't realize they have, some hidden asset that they don't realize mm-hmm. that they have, some revenue stream that they just hadn't either hadn't mm-hmm. thought about, or sometimes as they thought about it, they just don't execute, right? They, they go, yeah, we know we could do this, but we just haven't gotten to it. Right. Okay, well, yeah. Let's get to it. Let's, what resources do you need to mm-hmm. get to it? Well, and sometimes it's the simplest thing. I mean, this, you know, with the agency, it was literally two phone calls and two hours of programming time. Wow. And, and and you've got a four million dollar pure profit revenue stream. Wow, that's incredible. So, yeah, yeah. So you really can find uh, you really can create business out of thin air and uh, just really reclaiming these lost opportunities. That's really yeah. yeah. So that so that's yeah. Those are kind of lost opportunity types of things. I also mm-hmm. do you know obviously marketing strategies. I mean I've done a lot of marketing. I've generated over a billion dollars in revenue through through my, through my marketing. And then the last way I can create money out of thin air is through strategic investments and acquisitions. So, um, you know, if you if you've got a business and you're doing you know a million dollars a year and you want to do three million dollars a year, is it easier to organically grow three times, or is it easier to acquire a business that's doing two million dollars and merge those two businesses together, and now you're doing three million dollars a year with much less headache? And wow. so, um, so, so acquisitions is another way of creating money out of thin air. And you get economies of scale with acquisitions. And and you know, and notice that notice the math I just used. That's important. I didn't say you have a two million dollar business and you buy a one million dollar business. I said you have a one million dollar business and you buy a $2 million business. Most business owners who even, if the thought of acquisitions even crosses their mind, they never think they could buy a business bigger than them. Mm-hmm. And they also think, well, I don't have $2 million, so how would I buy that business? Mm-hmm. You don't need $2 million to buy a $2 million business. Matter of fact, you don't need any money to buy a $2 million business. Uh, and, and I've so, heard you- I've heard you tell these uh, stories, not really just stories, but case studies of how that you can make that happen. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're a $1 million business, there are ways to take, to use different types of investment strategies and different types of acquisition strategies, buy a 2 million or a 3 million or a $4 million business, bolt it onto your business and instantly grow and not have to put any money out of your own pocket. And there's, there's everything from, um, you know, seller financing, SBA loans, private money, there's, there's uh, inventory financing. I actually have um, a list of over 225 different ways of buying a business. Um, and obviously, number one is paying cash. And that's what mm-hmm. most people think of. Well, okay, I need two million bucks to buy two million. No, um, I have over 225 ways of doing it and getting very creative. And so that's a great way to make money out of thin air as well. Wow. Well, I can't believe that we're almost at the end of our time together, Marty. Um, wow, it's so fun talking to you. I can't believe I know. 
Yeah, we, we talk every two weeks and that's not even enough. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I could talk to you and just do so many different in-depth conversations because the, and the, just the variety of businesses you've acquired is, is really incredibly interesting and astounding. So what um, thought would you like to leave us with today about growing social now or business acquisition or whatever kind of um, mood of the day or word of the day would you like to share with our listeners? Word of the day, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, word of the day, uh, look up, look up. So one of the biggest problems I see with entrepreneurs and business owners is they're head down trying to get all the, everything done in a day, right? You come in Mm -hmm. morning, you got a to-do list of a hundred things. By the end of the day, you've maybe crossed two things off if you're lucky and you forget to look up. And so look up for two reasons. Number one, if you're looking up, you will see opportunities to grow your business that mm-hmm. you wouldn't see if your head's down too far. The other reason to look up is look out your window. I'm looking out the window right now. It's a beautiful spring day. There's green grass, green mm-hmm. trees. And after I hang up with you here, I'm going to go take a walk and get some fresh air. And I think a lot of business owners forget to do that. Breathe, mm-hmm. look up, smell, stop and smell the roses, right? It's a cliche, but it's true. So don't get so obsessed with your business. Take a deep breath. And if you need help, you know, Barbara, you know all the right people that can help any business. So if you need help, call Barbara and she'll she'll refer you to somebody that can help whatever your problem is. But look up, man. Yeah, thank you. And I, I do love connecting people with the right resources. And that's one of the reasons I started the podcast. So Marty, where can people find you online if they want to know more about acquiring a business or how to really reclaim the resources within their own business quickest quickest way to reach me is at adventuristmarketing.com adventuristmarketing.com and um or just find me on linkedin uh my name is kind of weird spelling but if you look at i'm sure there's some sort of a something description here that on this podcast but it's a f-a-h-n-c-k-e marty funky i'm the only marty funky in the entire world so if you if you google that and it's me so All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you. And I learned, I didn't think I'd learn that much, but my goodness, I learned so much from you like I do every time. So for all of those of you who joined us on Growing Social Now, thank you so much. And we hope that you'll tune in again soon. This is Barbara Rosconi. And my guest today has been Marty M. Fonke. Thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Barbara.